0: bliss author of lesbian fiction and i'm her missus thank you for listening to our podcast where we try to talk about our journey in writing and publishing but we usually get sidetracked by television or our cat Meow. welcome
1: to harper bliss and her missus hello
0: everyone
1: this is episode 111
0: of harper bliss and her missus we're recording this on Wednesday, 28 July 2021. Yes, episode
1: 111. That's better than episode 666. Is the it? number of the beast. The devil. I don't know if we will ever reach episode 666. <laughs> <laughs> that is many, many years from now. But who knows? That will be the day. That will, that will be, yeah, quite an
0: achievement, I think.
1: Yes. But yeah, let's aim for 222 first.
0: Yes. <laughs> makes me think of... Uh, you know we have the devil in disguise in our house
1: yes we do very it doesn't, it doesn't furry look devil. like
0: the doesn't look like the devil but most certainly can be very devilish yes especially at
1: 5 in the morning or 6 in the morning mao <sighs> this cat she has notions but she is the monster we created yes indeed she is that we only have ourselves to blame we do so that's how it is. Anyway, apart from that, how is it going?
0: About that kiss is out nigh. Yay. You can get it nigh everywhere. Yes. Everywhere you look, it will be. Yes. Well, maybe not like in your
1: house or in your <laughs> garden. Everywhere you buy ebooks it should be available. Yes. So go get it. Yay! It's an it awesome out. book.
0: Well, I'm pretty pleased with it, and it also can be your feel-good lesbian read of the summer. Yes. Yours, yes, dear. So if you want to feel good and happy and have a smile on your face, then I would definitely recommend it because it's that kind of book. Yes, I don't often write a book like this. To no. be honest, I mean, all my books have happy endings, but, but this, one, this one is low on the angst. In, yeah, the, you know, in the plus, book itself, you know, it's like how to say um, when you read it. I can't find a word. Ali, it like it es- the fe- the the feeling of goodness escalates and escalates and escalates until there is a huge explosion at the end. <laughs> okay, good. And well now explained. I, no, I did not explain yes, it didn't. the way I wanted to. I cannot find a word. I think people
1: will understand what you mean. Yes,
0: but if you don't understand, just you, read, the, read book. the book. Yes. <laughs> Plus, Ida and Faye are to die for. Yes. And who also enjoyed it? Who emailed me yesterday to say, oh, I enjoyed it. (coughs) I look forward to recording it. Abby Craden. Abby Craden. My second favorite person in the world after you. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Abby Craden, we have hired her for the next
0: book. Yeah, I I think all... All the books I write, I mean, in the foreseeable future, that are set in the U.S. Well, no, that's not true. No, because the next one is not set
1: in the U.S. But there's a reason why it's Abby Creighton who's going to narrate it. But we can't get into that yet.
0: So if it's not specifically set in the U.K., which would be very hard for Abby Creighton to narrate, I would get I would get a U.K. narrator for that. Mm-hmm. Then Abby Creighton, if she's willing and available, should do it. Yes. And she has agreed to do my next book. The Difficult Women. Difficult Women.
1: <laughs> title to be determined
0: later. Yes, as I said, the, the title, I've, I've called this book Difficult Women so many times now, the title is starting to grow on me. But that's how it goes. Like, like when I first started writing um, about that kiss, I, I'm not really like... I like to come up with names as I go along and I really like the name Ida Burton. But then of course, This book is uh, set in Hollywood and Charlie and Ava from Release the Stars are in it. And then Ida, Ava, Ida, Ava. I mean, it's very close. But then when the time came for me to, I couldn't change Ava's name because, I mean, she's an established character. I could not bring myself to change Ida's name because the name is, it is her name now. Can I change it anymore? After a while, one cannot.
1: Well, it's okay, you know. Yeah. I don't think it's very disturbing when you
0: read the book. No, it's, it's okay. So it's fine. But anyway, we'll see what Difficult Women turns out to be called. Yes, indeed. But we cannot talk about Difficult Women. Although I will say this, I fucking finished it. You did. Oh my God, it was it was a hard finish. Mm-hmm. But um, I typed the end. Yes. Last week, Thursday. Yes. yes. But what, because it took so long, I'd already made... Great progress on uh, the third draft. And to clarify, I do not skip second draft. You do second <laughs> draft. Um, so that is almost done as well. And tomorrow it is going to my editor, if you can believe it. It's been a while since I just like, had a book out and already have the next one go to the editor. This is how I used to run my book factory mm-hmm. back in the day mm-hmm. when I was crazy. Mm, well. I'm no longer crazy, but... Um, well. <laughs> Not, not in that regard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's... Uh, it's yeah. going to the editor tomorrow. It's going to be out pretty quickly, actually. But anyway, uh, enough about difficult women. No. Just know that... Abby Craydon will be narrating the audio. Yes, and I finished it.
1: Yeah, and also you you qualified Abby Craden. You called her something in your group. You said
0: she is... Oh, yes. I said, I, when I when she did, had agreed to read Difficult Women, I said in my Facebook group, Abby Creighton, who is, let's face it, the Céline Dion of audio narration, will um, narrate this book. And then someone said, this is impossible because I actually enjoy listening to Abby <laughs> and But... Comments like that, I cannot dignify with an answer. No, it's just not possible. They just get a
1: mon- mention in your comment in your podcast, <laughs> which is actually much, much better for them.
0: Well, yes, but that's a different medium. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm surprisingly touchy when it comes to Celine Dion comments. Yes, I take it very personally. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. It's, but anyway, so yes, so yes, but. Speaking of, we just cannot stop talking about Abby Creighton today. No. Because um, I actually started listening to A Breathless Place narrated by Abby Creighton. It's your first time listening to one of your own audiobooks, As isn't it? I s- uh, yes. Yeah, it is. well, actually, no, because when we did At the Water's Edge, we did. Divide the proof listening between us. Yes, that's true. But after that painful experience, I said I'm never doing this again. (laughs) So you took it upon yourself, Mm -hmm. and I had actually not listened. I I'd only listened to uh, the bit where she uh, where she reads the the song lyrics to a breathless place. Mm -hmm. That was already like oh goodness me! But I can never bring myself to do it. But I've been I've really been sticking my head up my own ass. So I said, well, I'll just stick it up a little further and listen to an audio book, because I've been reading my own books, you know. So uh, my head is really very far up my own ass right now. <laughs> I should really read something else. Maybe. <laughs> but that being said, oh my God, she's so amazing. She's such a great narrator. And uh, Leila's voice is like, oh, I love it. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. It's really good. Uh, she makes me really have a crush on Leila. Yes. I can totally see it mm-hmm. while I wrote it, but... Still. I forget, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I don't... Uh, anyway, time passes and then to go back. So
1: when you're done with that one, will you listen to other of your own audiobooks?
0: Well... Um, If I want to stay in with Abby Creighton, it's going to have to be French kissing, isn't it? Yes. But there's a lot of it to listen to, so yes. there's that.
1: Yes, it's
0: a commitment, but why not? Mm-hmm. Who knows? I cannot say right now. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. Indeed. Because admittedly, it's been a few days. I can't just like walk around the house and listen to an audiobook. I, I need to go for a walk. Or I need to go on a treadmill or something, mm-hmm. or maybe I can sit in the garden, but it is not sitting in the garden weather, is no, it? No, not at all. Oh my god, <laughs> this country. weather. So uh, so there you go. So, um... All of that, all of, of that, Abbey Crane. Abbey Crane,
1: yeah. Abbey Crane. So now about something else. There's another book out, book of yours out this week.
0: Oh yes, <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, this so will be more.
1: This will be to, of interest to a limited
0: number of listeners. To but. German-speaking readers, "A Lesson in Love," "Die Erfahrung von Liebe," mm-hmm. is now also available in German. Yes. Thank you, Ilva, or we should say Ulva. Yes. Because Germans and the Swedish, Scandinavian people, pronounce the the Y, which we say as E, they say as Ü. Yeah. As um, I I will always remember Heather. Is it Heather Pace or is it Heather Piece?
1: I, I don't know. know.
0: <laughs> that one. The singer. <laughs> the one from Lip Service, yes. The Cop, The Copper. She, but she had to announce the winner of some category at the, what was it? The, the Diva, Diva Awards. Awards. She said, This book published by ULVA Publishing. <laughs> <laughs> Not once, but definitely twice, maybe even yeah, three times. Yeah, I think times.
1: the prize was, was sponsored by ILVA. You, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sponsored pr- by ULVA, ULVa Publishing. But then they were,
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway, ULVA Publishing or ULVA yeah. or ILVA, whatever you want to call it, they have uh, published a translation of A Lesson in Love, a student-teacher age-gap romance. Yes. So if you're German... You might want to check that out. Yeah, I think it came out last week. Yes. Probably. Yeah, last week. Yes. Voila.
1: There Good. you go. Such fun. Indeed. Busy months. Time mm. for a holiday, I Indeed. would say. Yes, I agree. Ooh. Ooh. And thank goodness we have one planned.
0: Yes. And you know what? Ugh, I keep coming back to this book, Difficult Women. <laughs> Where is it set? Well, um,
1: it is. I don't know. Do you want to reveal that much about difficult women already?
0: Where it's set. Yes. Ah. Huh? Yeah. I d-
1: have luck. you? I don't know if you, have you mentioned this already anywhere?
0: But does it really matter? I don't where know. It's I, don't,
1: I don't know how exclusive you want to be about, or how you know, secretive you want to be about this book, because maybe the setting can reveal something. No,
0: I don't think it will. Okay. I don't think the setting is going to reveal anything. Okay. It's set in Brittany. Yes. In France. Yes. And where are we going on our holiday? Brittany. In France. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. Well, I thought you can do research after writing the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I don't know. Like our previous holiday in France, I I keep mixing up Normandy and Brittany. Mm -hmm. For me, it's the same. So I thought we came back from Brittany, but actually we came back from Normandy. That's when I got the idea for the book. Yes. This was October last year. Yes. So here we are, (laughs) almost one year on. Yeah, and you finally finished. This fucking book, honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when it comes out. But I'm glad because I suffer from launch stress so much. Like, I just... I think if you're not a writer, you don't know what it feels like to have a book come out. I mean, I know it should be like a hugely joyous experience and shit like that. But honestly, for me, it's not. It's just stressful. That's all I feel because, you know, I feel like so much depends on it and stuff. Whereas, I mean, I've especially with About That Kiss, I enjoyed writing it so much. Like, you know, I had my fun and now... Put it out there. I cannot control what people think of it. No, you man. know, how many copies it's going to sell. I can just do what I always do. Yeah, and you but know it's just you know, very from ex-
1: stressful. From experience that, you know, there there isn't that much to worry about. You know your books are going to do well. You have an audience out there waiting for them. And I think you place so much expectation sometimes on a book for, you know... Whereas even if it a uh, way too high expectation, and if it, done, it doesn't meet that, then you know it didn't do well. No, but, no, no, well, no, no. No,
0: no, no, no. Yeah, this I is not correct. I think you. This do. is
1: incorrect. That's, that's why you're stressing because you're afraid it's going to underperform. But the standard of underperformance is that you set is way higher than, you know, anyone else. I think.
0: Well, maybe, but it's not just. A, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, did I tell you this? Did no. I explicitly say this to you? No. So I can confidently con- contest it. <laughs> <Because> sometimes <laughs> I forget what I say. <laughs> or maybe you might have. You <laughs> <I> don't remember. <laughs> anyway, I just I, I find it stressful to mm. launch a book. But what has helped me is that, you know, I was doing third draft. Focusing on the next book does help. But of course, usually when I'm launching a book, it's absolutely impossible to write first draft. I mean, the two don't mix. Like launch energy, you cannot employ it to write a first draft. Third draft was actually very soothing because the book is like done, mm-hmm. or as good as done. Plus, I'm quite pleased with it. But yeah, there's a book. I don't know what to think. It's, I'm very confused about it. But anyway, see, now I end up talking about this fucking bloody difficult. Okay, women but I should be talking about, about, about that kiss. Well,
1: we've talked about that as well already. So now we can move on. You have a shout-out? Well, this takes us back to about that kiss.
0: Ah, yes. I want to give a shout-out to everyone on my launch team or my ARC team or my review team, whatever you want to call it, Um, because they're the best, because they send me lovely emails and they read my book before it comes out and then they leave me wonderful reviews, Mm -hmm. except the ones who don't leave me wonderful (laughs) reviews. (laughs) They're, they're gonna have to be booted off soon. <laughs> no, 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 that was a joke. I mean, it was a joke. A joke, in perhaps in bad taste. It was a writerly joke. Yeah, um, but yes. Yeah, so no, but they are really great they because because do... reviews. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it just for my ego. I mean, of course, a good review is great for my ego. But honestly, I, after day two or three of the book being out, I stopped reading reviews because my brain cannot deal with it anymore then. I've had enough. But the reviews are not for me. They are for the readers. Plus, it's not just the reviews. It's like, you know, talking about it on social media, creating a bit of buzz. And it's just, it's very helpful for the book, which, I mean, of course, is also helpful for me. Mm -hmm. But it's not that I, like, you know, refresh Amazon every five minutes and... Look out for a new good review so that I can boost my ego. That is like, then you might as well, um, I don't know. Put uh, you in a (laughs) straitjacket. Lock you in a padded room. I cannot bear it. No. Can I bear it? That's okay. But all of that being said, I mean, I know this is a good book. So it doesn't even matter that much, you Mm -hmm. know. I mean... It is the nature of any book or movie or song that not everybody is going to like it. Of That's course. just how it is. Of course. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm. I'm very happy with it, and that is actually what's most important. Okay. Because Great. don't you remember when I when I just finished writing? I was like, oh oh it was so much fun to set my romance in Hollywood. I should write a Hollywood series. I was going completely nuts, like I was completely hyper. But I haven't really thought about it that much anymore since?
1: Maybe, maybe later.
0: Well, I'm going to do Ping Bean 11 first. Yes. So. Indeed. So there you go. Okay.
1: You're awfully quiet. Uh, well, I'm letting you Say talk and, round, <laughs> and rant, you <laughs> <Say> know. something.
0: <laughs> well. Uh, we'll talk about you soon enough. So, um, so... So thank you Launch Team, thank you you, readers, thank you for everything because I mean I know I rant a lot but I know I'm very privileged that this is my job. Mm -hmm. Like my job is, it's like a dream, it's like it's it's not real. I I, I make up romances between hot women in my head and then I write
1: them down. And then my job is great as well because today (laughs) I had to do research on... Personalized vibrators. <laughs> and what did you find? <laughs> I found, oh my God. I found an Etsy shop with vibrators with photos printed on them, and one of them was a photo of Margaret Thatcher. The other one was a vibrator with a photo of Jeremy Corbyn. I don't know which one is least enticing. But, but
0: I think it is. Uh, you know, these are joke gifts. Well, I would, I would hope so. But yes. yeah but i'm thinking because i read this book once ah oh, what is it called the line of beauty i don't remember who the author is but alan hollingers yeah, yeah yeah this was quite some time ago maybe even i don't know 15 or 20 years ago and um, the main character is is gay but he's staying with this tory family and they are all so crazy about margaret thatcher and, and they think she is beautiful mm. Well, and she has beautiful eyes kinds. and they are just like en- entranced by her, which well, I cannot understand. But I mean, I am not a Tory. No, <laughs> I'm, not, mean, I'm not even British.
1: She's, she's a fascinating character. And, I mean, she she's is. a very interesting ca- ca- character, but I do not find her remotely um, sexually attractive. Not
0: even when she was played by Gillian Anderson in The Crown.
1: Well, I mean, not even. I mean, no, it was Gillian Anderson, but no. It wasn't
0: really Gillian Anderson, though.
1: So, so yeah. So that was part of my job today, (laughs) researching personalized uh, vibrators and dildos. So uh, who knew that you could... There was a time uh, when, uh, I think about, you know, six, seven years ago, when 3D printing kind of got really much more widespread, that some companies were hoping to be you know, to fill a a void in the market in that they could 3D print a a vibrator or dildo in the shape, in a personalized shape for customers.
0: But that I honestly, I find it really odd. But I
1: mean, I mean, it would the main purpose of the personalization was not to have someone's head or something like that. It was like a certain shape or Ah. a certain width or a certain length or Ah. with a certain curvature or Ah, that kind of stuff. But you could also, you know, do in the shape of someone's head if you wanted to. (laughs) But then, yeah, apparently that never really took off because because the materials used in 3D printing are not safe for insertion in the body. So... uh, so yeah, but it was it was interesting to to research that. So thank you, because you know thanks to you.
0: Ah, oh, my pleasure, baby. Yeah. That's why I exist. Yeah, just to uh, you know to please you. Okay. <laughs> thank
1: you so much.
0: <laughs> so, <coughs> television.
1: We um, yeah we finally were able to watch season four of Unforgotten, which we've been wanting to watch for so long because we rewatched season one two three not that long ago after line after we finished Line of Duty, and but season four was unavailable for the longest time. But now we were finally able to buy a season pass on PBS or something like that. that I don't. Happen. Yes, but I don't want to say too much about it because I think a lot of people won't have been able to watch it yet. No. But you knew something from the right at the end. I and was I, spoiled. I did not, and oh my god, it, that threw me. You're still. Uh, I'm still shocked. Yeah, but yeah. So, but well, it was
0: good. But honestly, I thought the, like the plot, the murder plot, it was not as good as previous seasons. Yeah, I thought so too. And also, it was like not a, as involved and as surprising.
1: Yeah, and it was like. I don't know. I felt like it was, there were too many similarities with the previous yeah. season, the one where the, with the four people who kind of, uh, yeah know, that, so, but it, I mean, it was still really good. Nicola Walker is amazing. All the actors are really good. Um, and uh, what's she called? He, Sheila Hancock. <laughs> She's in that.
0: <laughs> She's the devil. But um, there were some lesbians in it, though. Yes, that. Lesbians but it was in it was everything. Very still, very very good TV oh, and was, uh, very compelling stop, watching. Uh, but it's stop.
1: but it's true that the the plot it was not as strong as the pre as some previous season seasons.
0: two was absolutely amazing. Season three was as well, but uh, season two I thought. And season one? I mean, all three of them are really good. Yeah, amazing. but I, yes, they're all good. But I particularly remember season two because I I don't want to spoil, but. I like that kind of murder plot device a lot. Um, which one is season two? With that David Walker.
1: I'll tell you. I think I know uh, wh- wh- which one. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, so we watched that. Yes. And uh, now we, you wanted to rewatch Homeland?
0: Well, yes, but not from the beginning. Because honestly, that whole broody shit, I cannot deal with again. But because, because, uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have that good memories of that, especially because in season three, they completely fuck it up. And I didn't, I just, actually, I started watching season five again because season five has always been my favorite and I've, Because uh, it has a a plot thing that I just, you know, I really like. But I I can't. (laughs) I don't want to spoil it. Although, can you still spoil Homeland? I don't know. Uh Not everybody's watched it. Well, anyway, I like season five. But then I thought, hmm, why don't I watch season four? Because Lila Robbins plays the ambassador in uh, Pakistan. Yeah, in in Islamabad. Yeah. Oh, my God, season four. It's, It's really good. But also, we never, like binge watched it no back in the day when i came out it was like always like one, one episode one, one week. at a time and it's it's a very different experience and season four is such a trip but also i have new appreciation for claire danes but also the character of carrie matheson is just she is like a super iconic character mm-hmm. now and i mean a lot of people don't like her but i mean she's not the most likable of characters but she is just amazing. And Claire Danes, wow. She can make her, her chin tremble <laughs> better than anyone. <laughs> yeah, she can. She is so good. But honestly, season four is so good. Mm-hmm. But all the shit that happens, oh my, it's such a trip. Yeah. It is such a good show. So, well, we finished season four. And now we're on to season five. and yes. I don't think we'll stop now for a while. Probably not.
1: Season five is fun because it's set in Berlin. And we yeah. used to love going to Berlin. We haven't been in a long time, but makes me want to go
0: well if we go we won't take the plane
1: no no more plane rides for short journeys no we'll 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 take the train yes which is possible from Brussels
0: yes just costs like
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if it's that expensive. It's quite long, but I think it's definitely. Anyway,
0: normal. we enjoyed. We are enjoying Homeland again. Yes, we are. And if you like me, like Lila Robbins, then season four is definitely is the season for you. Is the season for you? Yes,
1: but you have to be prepared to have some jaw uh, jaw dropping. Oh my God! Moments along the way because yes. there's quite a few of those.
0: Yes, definitely. And shock and. But that's why we watch television, isn't it? It is, yes. To be surprised and enthralled. Indeed, indeed. And then, yes, there is a new season of Ted Lasso, and everybody, everybody, even the outlets that I read that are often quite... Critical? Critical and and cynical and not, um, you know, they don't, like, give their stars away easily. Everybody loves Ted Lasso, and I don't get it. I just don't get it, and I know the the problem. I recognize that the problem is must be me. Yes, because everybody loves it. I mean, not
1: everybody, but most people love it, and a very diverse group of people love it. I think it's going to start pissing down soon. I think it is already. No, no. I think that's the wind. I don't think it's raining yet, but it's but anyway, yet.
0: I don't get why everybody loves Tad Lasso that that much. I just I don't think it's funny. <clears throat> I, what I think is funny is like flea bag and This Way Up. But you can say that's too cynical. But look at Miranda. I think Miranda is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And that is not cynical at all.
1: No, but I think uh, Ted Lasso,
0: especially,
1: you know, it came, the first season came out last year at a very difficult time for many reasons in the world Mm -hmm. and it's a show that's just very warm and positive and you know there's there's no real mean characters or you know and everybody has some except for the ex-husband he's he's an asshole uh rebecca's ex-husband but and it's you know there's i don't know it's just a nice show with nice people kind people and about being good to other people and being, you know, trying to be a good person. And uh,
0: there are plenty of shows like that 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 I do like. I don't know, I don't know, like sitcoms, like Friends and Modern Family. Well,
1: yeah, I don't know. It's just um, where the jokes are funny. But I don't the think jokes I'm are not funny, well, that's my no problem There are, I know there are funny jokes But it's not, I think it, you can't compare it to a regular sitcom It's not just about getting a laugh And having an audi- laugh track, audience laugh track It's about more than that
0: It's, it's deeper. like the same with Shits Creek I just don't get it And you're watching this for the second time now Well I'm watching Shit's Creek don't again I can't it.
1: watch Ted Lasso again Because our Apple TV Plus expired So I oh. have to wait I'm oh. going to renew it for a month
0: so I can watch season two when the morning show is out when the morning show I mean in the morning show everyone is awful yes <laughs> and that you enjoy Every, literally everyone is awful I mean I I don't like it when everyone is awful either although in Fleabag everyone is awful I love it <laughs> see you're just way too cynical I'm so sorry yes I I think I might be too cynical yeah I think you definitely are. I mean, I did watch season one of Ted Lasso, but... Yeah, I mean, as a, as
1: a relaxing experience before bed, after something really tense before...
0: that's It's perfect, isn't it, for relaxing? Sure, but I just... It can't really captivate me. It's like I'm watching the clock. Oh, you know what it is? How much more of it's this? It's
1: because I like it. And anytime I recommend something, you don't no. want to read it or watch it. No. And I don't know, it's it, How many books have I said, oh, you should really read it? And y- usually you don't. I mean, there's been a couple of expe- exceptions, but usually you don't. Oh. It's the same with TV shows. It's because I enjoyed it and oh. you want to be like, oh, no, oh, it's not good enough for me. and So... <laughs> You LNG. just have to watch it with a, with I an, don't
0: know what to say to that. You have to
1: watch it with an open mind and just you know just relax and enjoy a show that has non-toxic masculinity uh, is about being the opposite of that. That's, that's great in these day in this day and age. With uh, all the toxic maybe I masculinity. I want a little
0: bit more for my television. But I I always want to enjoy any show I watch. I love television so much. I want to enjoy it but I think it's but I'm a
1: diff- I know I'm difficult. I think if something has been too popular and too enjoyed, <laughs> you wanna you know, you have a very um how do how does one say it? A very Contrary streak, oh, that's not entirely
0: You're... true because I can really get swept up in things like line of duty and stuff. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, definitely. But anyway, I mean, I'll watch season two with you okay when we get our Apple Plus subscription back, okay, and then Good. we'll see. Okay, excellent. There
1: you go. I think that's great. We will talk about it then, it'll probably be in September.
0: Anyway, do you have a book of the week? Yes.
1: So I th- I mentioned last week that I was reading a book that I was really enjoying, and the book is Transcendent Kingdom by, and I hope I pronounced it correctly, Yaa Gyasi, who is an American author of mm. Ghanaian origin, um, and... It's a book, I mean, I think it, there's quite a lot of autobiographical elements in it, in that the main character, the narrator, is also the daughter of a Ghanaian immigrant to Huntsville, Alabama, which is where the author also grew up. Um, so it's about this young woman who's a, uh, a researcher, a scientist, who researches um And she does research on mice to determine the responses to addiction and to, uh, um, you know, uh, all her mice have to press a lever to get a dose of something. She makes them addicted to something and tries all that. But it's, you know, which stems from the fact that her brother uh, died of an opioid addiction. Sounds like fun. And her mother is having mental health issues as well. And Sounds like a light read. It is not a light read, but it's not a uh, you know it's depressing. Not a f- heavy, depressing read. I think it's really great, and uh, the writing is beautiful. And I really, really enjoyed it. I know
0: you did, because you couldn't shut up about it. I think it's just a really beautiful. And you're book. always reading. Yes. Like in bed, when I went, when I closed my eyes, you were reading. When I woke up, you were reading. <laughs> Like, did you sleep at all
1: in between? <laughs> well, I did, but I really enjoyed this book. I can recommend it wholeheartedly if you want beautifully written book. And it's also about the main character and her... Because she, she's brought up in a Pentecostal church in Alabama. And, um, you know, it's her relationship with faith, uh, you know, and religion and stuff is also one of the topics... Um, so it's uh, it's very interesting and it's very well written and compelling, right. and there is a hint of some queerness, a little bit in it, right. a tiny bit, not not too not not a lot, but
0: but you you're, you you mention Alabama. It reminds me of the joke from uh, Kimmy, when Titus says, "Oh, we did an uh, all-black remake of the musical Oklahoma. It's called Alabama." <laughs> See now that I think is funny, <laughs> like, like Titus, what's his name, and uh, Andronicus, no, Andromedon, <laughs> Andromedon, and uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, what's it called again? It's not just Kimmy Schmidt. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Kim <clears throat> now that I think is funny, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, different kinds of humor. Yes, you just don't get it. I just don't get it. Yes. I'm too dumb. Oh, maybe. Maybe I'm too dumb. Maybe. Or too smart, or too smart, or neither. Who knows?
1: Let's not get into that. Try to figure it out. <laughs> anyway, so that was my book of the of the of the week, and I also wanted to mention, even though it's already we're already going over, um, I the book I'm currently reading, I'm enjoying as well. I mean, it's, it's a completely different read to that one. But what I wanted to mention because someone at a dinner party on friday when i was saying what i did for work asked you know how important is the researching cover
0: researching vibrators
1: <laughs> well that was before that so i didn't have to mention that <laughs> you know, asked me well, how important is is a book cover and i want to say i want to say it's very important because the reason i am reading this book that i'm reading now is because i saw its cover as a um, I yeah, I clicked on the bu- the BookBub newsletter I get every day there was a book that sounded interesting I clicked on that and then in the customers who bought this also bought that there was another book and I thought that cover was amazing and so I clicked on it and then of course I decided to buy it because I I read the description and then I read the sample and I enjoyed it uh, but the reason I was on the description and I downloaded the sample in the first place because the cover grabbed my <coughs> attention and I thought it was really well done and really nice so covers really matter they won't um they won't make you buy a book. I mean, for most people, they won't make you buy a book, but they will they bring your, your eye they, They'll bring your eye to the book, and then you will, you know, read a, the description, and then you will decide to buy it. But if you don't get there, you'll ne- you you won't buy it. So it's a good conduit to get the attention. So voilà. that's what I wanted to say. And then maybe in our next podcast, I will talk about which book it is.
0: Yes, because this is a cliffhanger. Which book is this? You just talk of the cover.
1: Yes. The cover. The cover has an apple on it, that's what I'll say.
0: Well, and then I will take the opportunity to say to you that you made an amazing cover for About That Kiss. Oh, thank you. It's really great. Thank you. It's amazing. I hope it will draw the eye of potential readers. I hope so. It should. But you never know. You never know. Never know. But that's the that's what one hopes to achieve. Well done. Okay. Shout out to you. Thank you. Okay, well, there is, I think there is one more thing to say. Well, I was also going to talk about how being a lesbian is the ultimate life hack, but I think we've run out of time.
1: Well, it's okay. I mean, since there won't be an episode last week, uh, last uh, ne- week? <laughs> next week, sorry. Um, Are we going back to the future? We can, uh, we can be a bit long, longer winded today. <laughs> so, being a lesbian no. is the ultimate life hack?
0: Yes, but actually, I have not like um, elaborated on your point. (laughs) But I will say that, um, I mean, I've talked about this many times before. It's basically a different way of saying that lesbianism is the next step in evolution. Yes. Because, you know, I think uh, one can safely say that when you're a lesbian in a relationship, you have. Many more orgasms than when you're in a relationship with a man. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's been proven over and over and over again. Yeah, it was in a... In a Already a, the best life hack. I had some
1: podcast that I listened to, and the guest was uh, Jessica Foster-Q, who is a bisexual or pansexual, I think she identifies as. Comedian in the UK who was with a man for a long time. They have a son together, but now she's with a woman. And the guests were asking so are there any like fundamental differences between your being in a relationship with a man and being in a relationship with a woman and she said well first thing you have way more orgasms with a woman
0: this makes me think of that I don't know is it if is it offensive to talk about lesbians this lesbians that because I read an interview with Jeanette Winterson and I didn't she was married but then they now divorced oh what's her name Susie Orbach, is that right? I think maybe. Yeah. And Susie Orba Orbach, I don't know how to pronounce it. She described herself as post heterosexual. So oh. maybe that's what we are. Ah, uh, maybe. And then that perfectly aligns with my theory of evolution. But I shouldn't because I feel like then I am putting lesbians above everything else and I feel like I shouldn't do that but maybe I should just say post-heterosexual maybe because let's be honest being heterosexual is just so passe (laughs) honestly don't offend the possible heterosexual listeners but at least be (laughs) post-heterosexual
1: well some people are just still heterosexual and that's all right. yes we must accept it yes you cannot be discriminatory
0: no that's true I cannot there you go Anyway, okay. maybe I shall from now on refer no I cannot refer to myself as post heterosexual because I've never been heterosexual. No,
1: but I mean there are some people who I yeah, mean like it is a Susie common Orwell. it is a common thing that women some women later in life A uh, labian la- post heterosexual yeah.
0: Yes I should really use that in one of my books <laughs> Maybe uh, post heterosexual but then I also want to say that Yesterday, no, the day before, I had to cook dinner. You did. And I was completely unprepared for this. And I had not cooked dinner in a months, long time. Months, months. You had to step up to the plate.
1: Because you... I was clumsy <laughs> and I sliced off a bit of my of two of my fingers. A <laughs> very, very thin you slice bleeding, of skin. You were bleeding, but bleeding, I was ble-
0: bleeding. Yeah, it and was bleeding a lot. We, and then, well, there was no choice But for me to make dinner, yeah, because
1: I was halfway through the prep, so we didn't want to have everything go to waste. And this was a
0: HelloFresh box, so this is not like a recipe that I would ever have made before. No, but there was at least there was a recipe. Yes, and I was there to
1: supervise. Yes, with my hand in the air, trying to and now do
0: this and now do that. I would stop my bleeding fingers. Maybe you could do it like this. Oh, you're such a fucking backseat driver. That's why you never want anyone else to drive. Not that I would, (laughs) but you said sister wanted to drive this weekend, and he said, no, I'll drive. Yeah. So, um, but yes, we didn't uh, die of our dinner. No, it was really good. And I made sauce, and actually it was fun to make sauce. Mm-hmm. I never so, make
1: sauce. It was supposed to be vegetarian, but there might have been a piece of my finger in there, so maybe it wasn't strictly vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we survived. Yeah, so... Really, but you did a really good job. And yesterday, yesterday we cooked together because yeah, you you because did the chopping.
0: I was gonna cook, but honestly, I was, it was my lunch, day. I was just exhausted because you know I'd mentally exhausted myself by you know getting worked up over nothing. But and then I said, oh my god, I need to cook dinner now. And I had such respect for you for cooking us dinner every night. Like it's, um, yeah, I I can only. Admire it. Yeah, but I really and everyone else who cooks dinner for their family every <laughs> night, but you did step up because you do.
1: did all the chopping because my I, it was it's difficult for me to hold a knife mm-hmm. and chop without risking more sliced fingers.
0: I was your boss around sous chef.
1: Yes, but you did great, no. and the dish turned out really well. The risotto. Yes,
0: they do like a risotto at HelloFresh, That's for sure. And tonight we will be cooking together again. Okay, so let's do it. Okay, let's do so it. So maybe, maybe
1: now we should. Start to think about wrapping
0: up because my mother's going to be showing up here anytime. So we are going on vacation. Yes. So next week there won't be a podcast and it's possible that there won't be one the week after. Yeah, that'll depend on how we... I'll have my post-holiday recuperation. Yes. And uh, yeah, I need to go see my family sometime because I haven't seen them in ages Mm -hmm. and all of that. So uh, we'll probably be taking some more time off. Yes. But we'll be back later in August. Yes, for sure. Yes, okay. So uh, I hope uh, you have a good summer. Now it, it sounds like I'm saying goodbye for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna say goodbye for the summer. No, I did it wrong. Okay, on that note, <laughs> I
1: did it wrong. let's say goodbye <laughs> for the summer, <laughs> for the next couple of weeks.
0: Bye okay, bye. I feel the. <laughs> for listening to Harper Bliss and Her Misses. You can find all the episodes and show notes at
1: harperblissandhermisses.com. We also have a favor to ask. If you could rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it, that would help other people find us.
0: Thank you.